Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Off the Tracks podcast, Talking Purdue Football. Tonight, it's just me and former Purdue running back, all-time touchdowns leader, Grey Cup MVP, and general man about town, Corey Sheets. How you doing tonight, Corey? Um, tired, my guy. How you doing? Uh, I, I get that. It's been a very busy week, and... When you're tired and don't feel like driving to and from the airport, remember to take Reindeer Shuttle, our wonderful sponsor, because driving to the airport sucks. And I know that I try to come up with something new every week to work that in, but that's just the basic thing. Take Reindeer Shuttle. They've got multiple trips each day between O'Hare and Lafayette, as well as Indianapolis International Airport and Lafayette. So they'll take care of you. And hopefully they'll be plenty busy this week as Purdue is hosting Wisconsin. And, uh, Corey, what what do you remember about Wisconsin uh, when you were playing Like some of your – I don't know. I don't want to say favorite memories of playing Wisconsin, considering uh, we've lost 16 in a row to them, but uh, just, you know, kind of what you've thought about them. Um, I always knew that they was going to run the ball. I always knew that the clock was going to be running. It was going to be a short game. So that was one thing I do remember. <laughs> Well, this is actually a slightly different Wisconsin from old. Uh, They have a new coach in Luke Fickle, who previously took Cincinnati to the playoff a few years ago, and they are at least attempting to not run the ball as much. Um, They're wanting to run a uh, more pass-based offense, a little bit a little bit more pass happy, a little bit more spreading the field, but so far they've kind of reverted to what they're so good at. And uh, as usual, they have two really, really good running backs, Ches Malusi, Braylon Allen. Malusi has 268 rushing yards and four touchdowns. Braylon Allen, 255 yards and four touchdowns. And they're basically splitting things dead even down the middle with uh, Malusi being 5'11", 212, and Braylon, big boy, 6'2", 245. Oh, that's, that's a lot to face in that backfield. Well, that's one reason why I never played defense. <laughs> Guys like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I would be too excited to tackle a uh, guy that's six foot two, two forty five, coming at us. And Braylon Allen is a junior, and like many, many, many Wisconsin running backs before him, he's had himself a pretty good career against Purdue last year: one hundred and thirteen yards and a touchdown. He also caught a 39-yard pass two years before that, 140 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> so what, 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 what type of Wisconsin team are we getting? A run-happy, pass-happy, or balanced? They look to be a little bit more balanced than usual. They've uh, run the ball 107 times. They have passed the ball 102 times. But when, even though they're changing over into a new offense under Luke Fickle, they still have a lot of the same elements that they have had for many, many years there. And Allen and Malusi are both key parts of that element, key parts of that. They're both averaging almost seven yards a carry. And that means you've got a good offensive line, right? Yeah. Seven yards a carry. Wow. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Malusi at 6.7 Allen at 7.1. Hey, so you know, they're running the ball and you still can't stop it. That's that's impressive. Yeah. And uh, Malusi, it looks like he's more of the home run hitter. He has an 89-yard touchdown run 
this season. He had that in their opener against Buffalo, which they won 38 to 17. Mm. I would hate to see six, six foot 240 and got breakaway speed. No, Malusi's the Malusi's no, the shorter one. He's the five eleven, two twelve. No, no, I know that. I'm saying I would hate to see oh, a man yeah. that's six that's six foot two forty and, and got breakaway speed. That would be hell on wheels, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we had the three solid backs with you, with Gerard Void and Ben Jones. That was that was a good trifecta in the backfield. And low key, we, we also had uh, Jerome Brooks. Oh yeah, he, he was a repeat. They designated him the return man, but he was a, he was solid slot man too. Yeah, back. he was yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, and uh, like I said earlier here, Wisconsin still has the power to run the ball. When I was uh, talking with their site earlier today about this week, they've had a slow start. In some games, and uh, Tanner Mordecai, their quarterback, has 703 yards passing, but only two touchdowns. And uh, it's shown some flashes, but they've started games slowly and then kind of fallen back on Allen and and uh, Malusi. So it seems like that they've got a pretty solid backup plan in place, and that's got to be good when you've got a plan B if plan A is not working, right? I mean, it sort of sounds like that's their plan A, and he's the plan B. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, they—it's just the usual Wisconsin team with them, with those two running backs. They've got a couple of uh, decent receivers: Chimere DK, eight catches, one sixty-one, and a touchdown. Um, Will Pauling, eleven catches, one forty-nine. And Skylar Bell, 105, 13 catches and a touchdown. But doesn't seem like they've hit a lot of big plays through the air. And that's that seems to be an area where Purdue has an advantage, don't you think? Yeah, because we are, our receivers by committee has been putting up some pretty impressive numbers. Yeah. And you say. Yeah, I agree. And when you look at the comparison between Mordecai and Hudson Card, Card is completing slightly has a completion percentage slightly below car um mordecai he is at 65 and a half mordecai is at 67.3 but card is put up some more through the air he's at 825 he has three touchdowns to mordecai's two mordecai's thrown two interceptions card only has the one so it'll be interesting to see how 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 they match up and it's almost like they're pretty even too when i'm looking at the statistics here Mordecai has been sacked five times, card four, and both of them are a little bit mobile with card 41 rushing yards, two touchdowns, Mordecai 59 yards, two touchdowns. So it almost looks like the quarterback battle is quite equal here. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything that's outwardly impressive to where I'd say he's the better quarterback over ours. Mm-hmm, and... Uh, last last week, Mordecai did have a pair of rushing touchdowns against Georgia Southern. I actually watched part of this game, and uh, I agree with the Wisconsin guys here that they did start slow. I believe at one point they were down in the second half, fourteen to seven, before kind of you know stepping on the gas and passing them. So mm. it the, that's got to give a team confidence if they have that ability to just turn it on if they need to. Would you say that they looked pretty comfortable as they was doing that? 
Uh, I know they got helped by some turnovers. Georgia Southern had like two or three possessions in a row that ended up throwing an interception or fumbling in or anything, but they did at least make them sweat for a little bit. The final was, let's see, what was the final? 35-14 in favor of Wisconsin. But like I said, they were down 14-7 early in the second half and then ripped off three touchdowns in the third quarter to go up 28-14. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They went in the halftime and the coach got in the ass. (laughs) And and they said, all right, fellas, it's time to play. (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty scary (laughs) yeah and that's kind of what happened the last time they played in west lafayette too purdue was pretty even with them and then the running game just wore purdue down late purdue the boilers weren't able to get a lot going offensively they struggled to move the football and then a couple of big runs from allen and that was your ball game late and sometimes that happens so with what happened last week are you worried with the running game this week? I I think so, because uh, Mordecai is not as mobile as Garrett Schaefer was for Syracuse. He's mm-hmm. not as much of a runner, but he's got two really good ones back there. <laughs> right, and, and, and it seems like a better line. Yeah. What the Wisconsin site said is, like, whether they want to go air raid or not, they will likely go as far as Allen and Malusi go, which is something that concerns me because, as he said, you got to prepare for the one run. You have to uh, prepare to stop them. And it's not been a secret for years that Wisconsin wants to run the ball and Purdue's been unable to do so. <laughs> right. Well, our running game is getting a little bit better. Yeah. 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 I mean, we need not to even hold on to the damn ball this week, but yeah, that's I've been I've been there, so it, it happens. <laughs> so you think just fumbling just gets a little contagious sometimes in a game, or what? I'm be honest with you. Was it my sophomore year, or my junior? It was either my sophomore or my junior season. I just couldn't hold on to the ball. Like it was my junior season. I couldn't hold on to the ball. It was crazy. Like. Uh, fumbled against Minnesota, fumbled like two times against Michigan State, fumbled against Michigan. I believe I fumbled against uh, Minnesota. Like, I just kept, couldn't hold on to the ball. It was crazy. Like, But that was more of a mental thing. And then once I got that mental block out of my head, I wasn't worried about it no more. So as long as, as, long as McAvee doesn't think about it no more, as long as he don't have one this game, I think he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like, what do you do to get out of it? Because I know Maccabee had a fumble in the season opener against Fresno State, too. So I believe he's up to three on the year and three in three games. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Some people have a three-day whole career. Like, three and three games, that's what I'm saying. Like, it happens. But if you let it, if you start constantly thinking about it and – I know he's been he's going to constantly think because any running back will. If he lets it get to him during the game, then it could be downhill for him. But mm-hmm. hopefully it doesn't. Right, right. And I I still have a lot of confidence in him. He's still very elusive. And one thing that can definitely help him this week is Purdue center Gus Hart, where he was actually listed on the depth chart. I don't know how much he's going to play this week. 
but getting your starting center back, the guy that has been the anchor of this offensive line for a couple of years now, that can only help, even if it's for a few plays. I mean, yeah, it's like it goes for me. It goes quarterback, middle linebacker, center. Those are three right. guys that are in charge on the field, and like whoever's in the safety, they. I don't know how that really goes, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting your, your your center back, he's really the guy that's calling the shots on the line. He's making sure that everybody's sliding to the left, sliding to the right. Or if the guard should be pulling, he's tapping him on, on the leg before, like, hey, make sure you go to pull before. You know what I'm saying? So having a starter in, guys are in their more comfortable position, so they're able to play their roles better. Right. Right, and I know that was an issue against Fresno because they had, I think they had to end up playing three or four guys at center at least a couple of snaps because of injury. So that's oh, certainly, wow. yeah, that's, you can't be changing that in the middle of the game that much. Yeah, that's 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 one of the most important positions on the field, to be honest with you. They're touching the ball literally every single play. <laughs> yeah, and they're, like you said, they're right up front and they're calling things out. So, mm-hmm. I don't know how much Hartwig is going to be able to play if he's going to get on the field, but it's just nice to see him on the depth chart right now. So It'll probably be a game-time thing. If he's feeling good, they probably work him in there and then leave him in there towards the end of the game. Right. Now, in terms of Wisconsin's defense, they've been okay. They've not been great. They've got a guy that um, has a couple of interceptions hunter waller their safety he is by far leading that team in tackles and he's really one of the few that's kind of stood out because uh they got one guy he's got 34 tackles and he leads the team by a lot the next two guys on the list combined don't have 34 tackles so it seems like there's one guy kind of doing a little bit of everything especially since he's got two interceptions and a sack i mean he's all over the place yeah. So if we take that guy out, out the picture, he might score. <laughs> <laughs> well, with uh, with what the Wisconsin Rivals guy said, it's been just okay. They've got a team captain that's tied for the second in team tackles, Mayama Njongmeta. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> and uh, outside What's line, Daryl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Daryl Peterson, who's been the edge rusher and has gotten a couple of sacks, but says that they've had struggle making plays, which is another area where Purdue kind of struggled last week. They couldn't get that one extra play, and they've struggled to get the ball to Deion Burks, too, except for that first game. So it could be a game where Burks breaks out. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, how's the secondary? Uh, let's see. I know that Georgia Southern is primarily a rushing team, so they didn't really test. Well, wait, actually, I was wrong. Uh, the Georgia Southern quarterback threw for 383 yards, but threw five interceptions. So take that for what you will. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you look at the numbers, it's like, ah, you put up a lot of numbers. Yeah, they was out there checking his ass, too. <laughs> so, five five interceptions is a lot. It seemed like a, that's an even trade to me. <laughs> any of them, any of them go for pick sixes? Or... I don't believe so, but that's that's still a lot of so interceptions. That's, that's, that's a whole lot. Some defenses only get five a uh, season. 
You talking about five in a game? I mean, it's getting two a quarter. One of them, they got three. <laughs> yeah, at one point, uh, Georgia Southern threw an interception on back-to-back drives. Mm. And they went, they went feast or famine in the second qu- second mm-hmm. half. Uh, they went touchdown, interception, interception, fumble, punt. <laughs> wow! So we got a, we got a defense that's confident, confident. Yeah, and it really looks like uh, if I'm looking at their drives here and everything, it really looks like that's a very different game if Georgia Southern doesn't turn the ball over six times. And as we saw last week with Purdue. Turnovers can kill you no matter how well your defense is playing or no matter how well the rest of the offense is playing. I mean, you ain't got no sports to know that. <laughs> you see six turnovers, you I, they obviously lost. <laughs> and they missed a field goal. I mean, that ain't going to help, but shit. And six turnovers, especially, man, back-to-back. This ain't right. <laughs> they, they had to switch quarter. They could have been all the same quarterback. It's they were. Good. It was the same quarterback. All five. Oh, their coach let him rock. Ooh, that's crazy. But hey, that this means they, they defensive secondary can catch. Well, one of one of them had to come from the linebacker, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they got they got they got a defense that's confident. They know what they're doing. They can catch the ball. One guy's making all the tackles, so they're not really worried about that. <laughs> uh, and. One of the interesting things is turnovers have bitten Wisconsin here, too. Their one loss this season was in week two at Washington State. They lost 31-22 in a game where they fell behind 24-9 at halftime. So you had that Ooh. slow start. They had they lost three fumbles, and Mordecai threw for only 277 yards and a touchdown, and they were held in check, 91 yards rushing. So... Eh, not necessarily uh, – they're not automatically going to roll out there and just run all over you. No, I see. But you seem like they got options. Yeah. A team with options is dangerous. Yes. It seems to me like another another hot start is what's going to be key for Purdue here. They're going to have to build a lead and play with a lead. Uh, that's kind of what stood out about the Virginia Tech game is even though – the Hokies came back and tied the game. Purdue still jumped out in front 17 nothing, and really felt in control of that game, right? Yeah, I agree. But also, I feel like if Purdue keeps it close, they'll have a better chance to win because I feel like our offense is more explosive than theirs, even though they have some home run hits in a run game. I don't really hear anything positive. I mean, not, I don't really hear anything like too explosive about the wide receivers. Yeah, their longest pass in the season was 45 yards. And we've seen a couple of those from Purdue. We Actually, no, we only have one longer than 45, and that was uh, Burks breaking that 84-yarder against uh, Fresno State. But we can hit on some big plays. We've seen guys do it. Right. And the receivers, they're either just either glorified blockers or they're just itching for a breakout game. Hopefully it's not this week. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see because for years and years and years, Wisconsin was just run, 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 jet sweep, play action pass. 
And it was, I mean, they had it down to a science and Purdue struggled with it. So I'm very curious to see if just the fact that they're not going to be running that, that they are going to be pushing the passing game, if that actually helps Purdue. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a fun game to watch. What time is it? It's on Friday, isn't it? Yes, we have a Friday kickoff this week, 7 o'clock at Ross Aid Stadium. It is on Big Ten Network, so... That is what we're looking at here, and should be a good one. Should be a good crowd. Should have some really good weather, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it too. Big Ten Network. I'm gonna be on the road. Hopefully, I can catch the game. Oh, where are you headed this week? Um, headed home, back to oh. Connecticut. Back to Connecticut. All right. I haven't been there in a while, so I had the opportunity to go, so I took it. <laughs> <laughs> my my cousin. Went to high school there, so graduated yeah. from Vernon, Connecticut. Oh, wow. I live in Bloomfield, Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've really like only right been there. Yeah, I've really only been there once, and that's when he graduated high school, and then he went right into the Army. So didn't spend a lot of time there. But I mean, it ain't, it ain't too much in Connecticut outside of UConn, so. <laughs> Well, we we get UConn back on the schedule in two years, and so that was we beat them two years ago. So we we've been there, we've seen that. <laughs> As we're getting to the end here, kind of what do you want to see aside from you know getting off to a fast start here? What do you want to see out of the Purdue defense after they gave up so many rushing yards last week? Um, I would love to see them buckle down and hold these two running backs. That would make a big statement in the Big Ten. Because this is what the first conference game we have. Yes, it is the first conference game. It is one where it's a divisional game. So if there's any chance of repeating as the division champs, you get this one. You're off to a good start. Hell of a start because Wisconsin's gonna roll over a lot of people. So we'll be able to come away with this one. Yeah, Wisconsin and Iowa are probably the two favorites. <laughs> I mean, hey, if we if we come away with this one. We win the tie, so yeah, this, this yeah. will put us in a good position, yeah, especially with uh, Illinois and Iowa for the following weeks. And you can somehow get all three of those. Man, that'll look really good. <laughs> I mean, you get all three of those, you might as well lock it down. Well, <laughs> they still got to play Ohio State and Michigan after that, though. <laughs> They're still in the West. Uh, no, Ohio State and Michigan are in the East, but. Uh, yeah, we didn't get any favors with crossover games this year. Purdue's in the West, though. That's what I'm saying. We're in the West. We yeah, we're in the West. In the West. We, we knock them two down, we'll win the West, pretty much. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, most likely. If you can beat <laughs> Ohio State and Michigan, you better win the West. I'll say that. Yeah, so. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your call for Friday? Uh, how, what do you expect out of the offense? Uh, I'm I'm hoping McAfee still has a starting job and looking for a redemption game from him. Well, they did have on the depth chart this week, they had Maccabee or Tracy as the starter. But I know you're high on Tracy, too. I mean, I like the both of them, but I just feel like, I mean, I've been there, so I understand. I feel like you shouldn't lose your starting job just because of one bad game. So... And it wasn't like he wasn't the only one that had a bad game. <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't the only one fumbling out there. Right, right. But going to this week, 
I'm hoping McAvee holds on to the ball, has a redemption game, comes out there and, and puts at least 100 on the board. I'd like to see him have 100. It's been a while since uh, since Purdue's been able to do that against a uh, solid Wisconsin team. But this is a defense that I think they can make some uh, make some yards and put some points on the board. So I'm excited to see that. Yes. So, McAvee, it's up to you, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. Well, he might be listening. I know his family's been on the podcast here. We do appreciate his uncle for coming on last season with us. And that that was a fun one, I know. I, I really yeah, that enjoyed that. <laughs> that was fun. All right. Well, with that in mind, we will uh, end this podcast a little bit earlier tonight. I know Jace was busy. I know Kyle and Casey were busy. So just me and Corey tonight. But we do thank you for listening to us. Look forward to hopefully ending the 16-game losing streak that Purdue has against with 16 games, Corey. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, I was just looking it up. The last time we was close to beating them was when uh, I was there. I think it was my freshman year with Kyle Orton, and he fumbled the ball. And after that was all she wrote. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the closest they've come during this stretch was 2018. They lost to him in triple overtime. Mm. And that's because Wisconsin had Jonathan Taylor and – by the end of the game, in the third overtime, you knew he was getting the ball and they needed a touchdown and you had to stop him. They could not stop him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But Jonathan Taylor is a bad man and he's getting paid a decent amount of money to be a bad man right now. <laughs> Who is he with right now? Oh, he's still with the Colts, but he's on okay. the he's trying to get that bigger contract, which I don't blame him. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they're killing running backs these days. <laughs> All you got to do is look at Nick Chubb, poor guy. Uh, I was watching that game and, and seeing that, I was like, no. And that right there is why they don't be paying us. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Y'all need to get paid your money. You work your butts off. I, I, exactly. I will say that. <laughs> Braver than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be brave to be running back, but I feel you. All right. So with that in mind, we will uh, wrap this up. We do thank you for listening. Thank you for Using Reindeer Shuttle, if you have, remember driving to the airport sucks. They will take you to O'Hare and Indianapolis from Lafayette. We thank Homefield Apparel. Go buy Homefield Apparel stuff, homefieldapparel.com. They got lots of Purdue stuff. They got lots of lots of different colleges, if that's your thing. Look for their vintage logos on everything. Use code Boiler Upload. Get yourself 10% off your first order. Uh, so for Corey and for myself, I am Travis Miller of Boiler Upload, and we thank you for listening to the Off the Tracks podcast. PFU. Yeah.